Coming up, I'm going to tell you how to quit with zero stress, and then we'll reveal the jobs with the lowest unemployment rates. And then the decline in college enrollment will break it down, and I coach you up. Let's go. Welcome to the Ken Colbert Show, where I coach you up to have the competitive edge to make more money and experience more meaning in your work. You spend more time at work than you do in anything else in your life, unless you're an absolute derelict, and you people aren't. All right? And so I want you to win in your work and in your life. So how to quit with zero stress. Why am I teaching about this today? Because I, I, I have an unofficial catalog in my head of all of the 5,000 plus phone calls and counting that we've done on the show. And uh, without question, in the top three categories of subjects of calls, this one is in the top three. Hey, Ken, I, uh, I'm going to leave my job. I've decided to leave my job, but I'm just, I feel so much guilt. I'm stressed out about how to do it. I need help, advice, how to do it the right way, yada, yada, yada. And this is a, this is a sentiment that is very consistent. And it speaks to the quality of people that listen and watch this show. They're good people. That's why they ask this question. You want to do it the right way. And so this is something that I felt like, you know what, Alex, let's break this down. So here's how to quit with zero stress. All right. First is um, is to remind yourself why you want to leave. It, th- this is where we start. We go, okay, I, I got all these emotions, and we'll get to that in a second, that are kind of stirring up inside of me. And, and so I've got to get, I've got to get control, if you will, or process the emotions. And the best way to process the emotions is to first say or remind yourself why. You're leaving. Okay? And, and, and so let's start there. All right? And, and let's remind ourselves why. Could be a good reason. Could be uh, a negative reason at where you're, uh, excuse me, where you are. Uh, and, then, and then let's look at why you're feeling the negative emotions. Is it because you haven't done enough research on the next role? that you're stepping into, and so you've got some doubt, and the doubt is now whispering in your ear, this this may not be a smart decision to leave. And so now you're questioning. So you call, and you go, I don't, I don't know if I should leave. I, I don't know how to leave. I'm worried about leaving. When you're not worried about leaving, what you're worried about is where you're going to. So let's just... So we've already said this is this is the reason why I initially kicked the tires on this of leaving. That's up high. It's like at the top of the whiteboard. This is why I want to leave. Now we go, okay, based on what I'm looking into leaving to or where I've already decided to leave to, but I haven't officially severed ties with my current company, what fear and doubt do I have about this new step? Do I not know enough? Do I need to get more knowledge so that I've got confirmation and thus confidence? Second thing is, is that, you're a good person and you've lived your life in a way that people don't say a lot of bad things about you. Yeah, this is good. But you realize this might upset some people 
And if me leaving upsets them, they may think something bad about me. Even worse, they may say something bad about me. I can't bear the thought that somebody thinks or says something bad about me, kid. What do I do? Ah, I know I want to quit, but if I quit, they might say something bad about me. This is very normal. It's because you're a good person. You've lived a life where you've not had a lot of negative things said. Or maybe you're a good person and you've had a lot of criticism come your way in your life and so you're extra sensitive it's a real raw nerve. This is real. It's not made up in your head. I get it. And so the idea of somebody thinking and saying something negative about you gives you ulcers. That's a reason for not being sure, for being stressed about quitting. The third reason that you might be stressed is that you're a person who just does not do well with any type of confrontation. Any type of tense moment, uh, difficult conversation, let's call it that. You just wilt. You just wilt. Okay. And, and and by the way, there there is there is a seed of that, this idea that I I really don't like difficult conversations. That seed is in everybody. Leaders and people who learn how to power through that because they have to have difficult conversations as the nature of what they do. Uh hello, parents. How many parents out there, you know, you're in the days of parenting teens and maybe middle schoolers, and you got to have some difficult conversations. The conversations aren't as difficult when they're younger, right? It's pretty simple. Hey, eat your peas. Open up your mouth. Eat your peas, you know. Nathan's in that stage. But there's coming a day, Nathan, where the problems are bigger, and you're going to have to have some difficult conversations with your kids, and it's hard. Same thing with adults. We, we, we don't like to have difficult conversations, but if you're going to be a parent, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be a productive member of society, at some point you have got to step into difficult conversations. So understand that we all feel that way, but some of us have gotten the experience and we realize it's okay and you're going to be all right. And by the way, you can handle yourself with total class and somebody still be mad at you. You can't control. So quitting a job without stress requires a plan, and I know it stresses you people out. So here we go. This is time to take notes because this is good stuff. Number one, here's how you quit with class and without stress. Or let's put it this way. I can't guarantee that you won't have stress, but I will tell you that this plan will allow you to minimize your stress. Number one. Make sure that you are stepping into the known. You know what the next role is. This makes this conversation a whole lot easier when you go, gosh, this is such a good move for me. It's going to suck over here, but ugh, I'm willing to work out hard to look good in my bathing suit, right? It's the idea of embracing, hey, I'm willing to eat broccoli for eight days straight in order to look good in the suit for my daughter's wedding or whatever it is. We, we, we embrace this all the time. It's the same thing here. Hey, I'm going over here to something great, but part of going into something great is embracing the suck. Number two, tell your leader. Don't tell your coworkers first. Tell your leader first. Be very clear where you're going, why you're going, when you're going. Be firm. Don't let them try to talk you out of it. And be thankful. Number three, help your team, your coworkers with the transition. 
now that you told the boss it's out there, what can you do even before you tell the boss where you set things up to where it's going to be a good and easy transition for your coworkers who are going to be left behind? And then number four, follow up with the formal resignation letter after you talk to your leader. Do cross the I's, the T's, dot the I's rather. And now you've made the decision. Now, if you want more on this, we wrote a great article called How to Quit Your Job Professionally. You can get this article at KenColeman.com. But hey, if you want to move forward, you're going to have to embrace quitting because there ain't no progress without quitting. Don't move. Coming up, the jobs with the lowest unemployment rates. Taste buds are exploding, folks. Full disclosure, uh, Amanda brought me in a smoothie during the break. This is all kinds of goodness right here. Look at that. Spinach, bananas, who knows what else. Uh, what did you say was in this? Chia seed or what am I saying that wrong? Chia seeds. Oh, I feel. See, I feel smarter already. Look at Ken. He's having his chia seed smoothie. Oh, boy. All right, jobs with the lowest unemployment rate. Sometimes, folks, I just like you to see what's going on behind the scenes. What really happened was I took a swig of that, Alex, right before I came back. My mouth is still exploding. It's fantastic. Um, So there you go. Hazards of live broadcasting. Okay, Investopedia.com's got an article here, and I want to focus on this. This is very fascinating stuff. Jobs with the lowest unemployment rates, Uh, specifically industries, is, is how we should have said this, not jobs per se. Uh, uh, but this is information from uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the unemployment rate in these industries. Okay, uh, First is professional uh, occupations. So that's your white-collar stuff. Uh, low, low unemployment rate. That's your corporate professional workers. 3.5%. It's the lowest one on the list. Next is management. Oh, there you go. We got it up on the screen. Look at Nathan. He's guys, he's guys great. Guy's solid, man. For a Viking fan, he's really on top of things. Oh, there it went away. As soon as I made that, you see how see how powerful he is? One joke. And he pulled it. There, look at him, folks. He's very powerful. <laughs> management, business, and financial operations, 3.9%. Installation, maintenance, and repair occupations, 5.6% unemployment rate. Honestly, I'm surprised it's that high. You know, I when I call for something done around the house these days, can't get it done. By the way, Joe, I need to get a quote for a uh, uh, for you to come uh, uh, chop one of my trees down. Can do. Uh, office and administrative support, 5.8% unemployment. Sales and related occupations, 6.3%. Production occupations, 6.7%. Construction and extraction operations, 8.0%. So 8.8%. Uh, so those are the industries with the highest, un- excuse me, the lowest unemployment rates. So really, really good areas there. Uh, now, 
Next, I, I'm going to share this from the same article, occupations with the highest projected growth rate. So where are the jobs going? And, and this is where I am your uh, Paul Revere, warning you, preparing you uh, for the future. You will see a pattern here shortly. Number one, cybersecurity. Uh, cybersecurity experts and information security analysts, they're the ones that are protecting all of the data. Company data, your data, 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 data. Um, and so they are on high alert. You know, the new warfare, I believe, will be hackers. I, I, I will tell you, I'm a little bit nervous, Alex. I try not to be the old guy, you know, because you... I was, I was hanging around my parents this weekend. I went to Virginia for a wedding. And, you know, the older we get, I'm noticing, the more fearful we get. You know, you're just afraid of everything. Um, I, I am fearful of this hacker world. It's crazy. Uh, but cybersecurity is big. Uh, Betheltech.net, who I endorse. They got a nine-month program online. Very affordable. They're in the cybersecurity business. The transition is a lot easier than you think, and baby, the money is good, and it will grow. Accountant, another hot area. And this isn't just, you know, auditing and preparing financial statements. It's also tax filing. Um, employment for accountants is expected to grow by 4% from now through 2029. Uh, oh, I meant to I meant to say this. Listen to this. Back to cybersecurity and security analysts. Employment for these positions is expected to grow by 31% between now and 2029. That is crazy high, but not surprising. Next, registered nurse. Um, employment growth expected to be 7% from now till 2029. Software developer, again, Bethel Tech. You can get trained from nothing to rock star in software development. They can train you. They're expecting employment growth to be 22% over the next six years. Medical and health services manager, employment growth of 32%. Whoa, that's higher than cybersecurity and information systems analysts and all that kind of stuff. Why? Aging population. Boomers are getting older, folks. My parents are boomers, and they're in their early 70s. You got Gen X. The oldest Gen X are, are sniffing 60. Uh-oh. You're going to need a lot of health services. Industrial engineer. Expected to grow 10% over the next six years. Uh, computer systems analyst. Expected to grow 7% over the next six years. Again, Bethel Tech. Would be a great source, BethelTech.net. Tell them I sent you. They give you a discount. Web developer, Bethel Tech, 8% growth over the next six years. Financial manager, 15% over the next six years. Occupational and physical therapy assistant, going to grow by 29%. You know why? Because Joe's going to need help with the walker. That's why. Not now, Joe. Not now. Not now, Joe. I know, but you're part of that deal. You're you're the youngest of the boomers. You are, haven't we discussed this before? You are like the youngest boomer. Yes. Thank you very much. Hey, you walk wonderfully now. 
But at some point, we're all going to need the tennis balls on the walker. This is not something, there's no free lunch. It's not a Joe thing. You're, 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 you know, so there you go. Because look at you now. You're the picture of health. Eventually, he's going to need some help. That's why that field's going to explode. Very interesting. So here's a quick little thing here. If you love caretaking, take the Get Clear career assessment. And if you score high on the people talents and you've got the passion of caretaking, it's one of the actual passions in the assessment. These fields, medical and health services, manager, registered nurse, occupational and physical therapy assistant or aide, it's all in that space. It's a fantastic, fantastic market. Uh, okay, next. I love this report. Alex knows to bring me this kind of red meat to get me excited. NBC News article. Here's the headline. I can't wait to rip this apart. Let's do it. USC's alarming decline in the number of high school graduates going to college. As many ask, is it worth it? Yes, we've been asking the question. Here on the Ken Coleman Show on a regular basis, two-part question to figure out if it's worth it. Is it the only way to get qualified to do what you want to do? Second part, if it's not the only way, is it the best way? I mean, clear leader, best way. That's how you determine, is it worth it? And even then, it's not worth it if you go into debt for it because it's going to end up being a millstone around your neck. Uh, this, this reporter, John Marcus says a little understood backlash against higher education is driving an unprecedented decline in enrollment. It's not little understood. Everybody understands why there's a backlash. John, John, listen to my show. John, call into the show. Let's get this NBC reporter on the line. I'll set him straight. Little understood backlash. There, uh, by the way, I'll get to the, if you, if you think it's a little understood, I'll explain it in a second. But there are 4 million st- fewer students in college right now than there were 10 years ago. A uh, huge dip. And uh, while the pandemic did cause things to uh, turn down, it was already in a pattern of downturn. Why? It costs way too much. And the kids and the parents are looking at the ROI and going... I want to spend this much money and this much time to not get ahead. People aren't idiots, folks. Don't move. More of the Ken Coleman Show coming up. Folks, the coaching continues here on the Ken Coleman Show. So excited that you're with us. 844-747-2577 is the number. 844-747-2577. Let's go to Jennifer in Phoenix, Arizona. Jennifer, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? I am living the dream, Jennifer. What's up? Good. Okay. So um, I've been a sales manager for over 20 years in retail. Um, and I was furloughed from my job that I had for eight years in 2020 for obvious reasons what was going on. Um, and then I went to find a job as a general manager in the wellness franchise, um, which I really enjoyed. But I took almost like a $30,000 pay cut to do that. Mm-hmm. 
um, during that time, you know, a couple of my friends who like I managed and worked for me in the past were trying to get me to work with them at their job. Um, and they were telling me like how much free time they had. Um, you know, they weren't stuck in a store for like 10 hours a day. Um, this year, one of my friends told me that by May for the first six months of the year with her salary and bonus, she was making more than I would for the whole entire year. Oh boy. So Yeah. So my, I think my ego was getting to me, you know, no, felt kind of like a loser, you know, like the people I was managed were now making more than me oh, while sure. working less hours. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's awful. Um, it's yeah. Just, it's absolutely awful. You, I mean, talk about a, just a shot to the gut and to the heart right. into the head. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, working in retail, you're, you're a slave to that schedule. You know, there's nights yeah. and weekends and holidays, and it takes so much out of you. Yeah. So I decided to take a step down as a general manager into a design consultant position. Okay. Um, when I did that, you know, the franchise owners, they reached out to me. Um, I tried to get promoted, and I didn't get it, which, you know, was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, they wanted me to stay. You know, his reasoning was, you know, there's so much growth. It's just not happening in the time frame that you want. Okay. But, you know, again, my ego, I was like, if I don't go, I'm always going to remain the person who just stays in the job because they're comfortable. Well, not to mention you resent some of your coworkers and people that you lead and it's just it's not healthy. You're, you're, they're making more than you and you shouldn't have known that information. If I'm, if I heard you correctly, that's just a, a poisonous brew that you'd be swimming in every day. Am I right? No, this is this is my friends who worked at a different job. They were trying to get me to go with them. In my, oh, in my oh, so yeah. they were in, so they were okay. I'm sorry. So it wasn't yeah. where the place where you worked. It was outside of that, and they were painting a prettier yeah. picture. And you said, "I want that." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No worries. I no misunderstood. Worries. Now I'm caught up. Okay. So how can I help? Um, I took the leap. I took a step down. Yeah. Um, my my manager is. I don't like saying people are bad, but he really is not a good manager. Yeah. Um, I, I can't stand what I do. I don't love it. Um, you so know, we got to leave. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm anticipating your question. What do I, I do? Wanna, you want to go back? I want to boomerang. I've never boomeranged before, but I want to think through and make sure. Well, now, that, wait a second. What would change? Because because uh, you weren't super happy there. So what would change, or, or in, in other words, what would have to change for the boomerang to make sense to me? Well, you know, I, I graduated college from, with like advertising and art and design. That was what I did. But then I also wanted to be a personal trainer. So there was like this health lifestyle that I absolutely love. And then there was like the art side of me. So I enjoyed the job that I was working at, but I was like, you know what? I can make more money. I have a car. I don't have to pay for gas. You know, there's like all these great things in this job. Okay. I, I'm, I just, it's not me. But uh, What's not you? This new job. I know. I know I, that. We're not talking about the new job. Yeah. I'm all for yeah. you leaving the new job. I'm, what I'm trying to make sure of, you called me and you basically want my opinion on should you boomerang. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I love what I did. I love yeah, clientele. I know you did. You loved all mm -hmm. that, but you also left because you didn't feel like you were going to be able to, to advance. Yeah. Okay. So how will that be? How will that be dealt with? Because that's going to stick its ugly head up again. Right now, it's not top of mind because you're miserable. 
Yeah. But let's say we yeah, take so. you back to comfortable. Yeah. Well, you were starting, and I don't want to use the word miserable, but you were starting to get, let's at least say, uncomfortable with your comfortable, right? Yeah. Well, again, you know, it was a small staff. So it was like if I, let's say, I didn't feel well, it's like, could clients come in the building? Can somebody cover my shift? You know, it's in my job now. If I didn't show up to work, you know, it's like no big deal. I'm, I don't have right. to be That's what I'm right. getting at. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So I, you're, you're, you're saying, Ken, should I go back to what I knew? And I don't know yeah. the answer. I'm a little bit concerned that you're going to yeah. retreat back to safety and what is known. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be able to solve the problems. You just brought up two things. Well, you know, you never really answered by, well, what about advancing? That's going to pop up again. You never really re- re- resolved that with me. And then you said, yeah, it's a small place, so I may have to work crazy hours because there's no way. So you're going to go back to that? I, I almost want I, I want you to explore finding what you were doing at the past company somewhere else. So instead of boomeranging, I'd like us to mm-hmm. upgrade. So instead of boomeranging, how about we're upgrading? Same kind of work, because you know you loved it, but better environment. Better environment where you're valued more and you've got an opportunity to grow, because I think you want to grow. Absolutely. Okay, then. Absolutely. And I'm asking you, do you think you would have an opportunity to grow if you went back to where you were? Based on history. Yeah, you know, I was only there for 10 months. Oh. And we, yeah, we got new okay. franchise owners and they were growing. They're opening up new stores. Have you talked so to them? Have you talked to them about having you back? Has that happened yet? No, because I, you know what? This whole weekend was like, I'm just going to call them. And I was like, no, you know what? Get a professional opinion. Stop writing on your emotions. Yeah. Think it through. And so I was really waiting to talk to you. I've had no like problem. Reason. Okay. So here's the deal. I don't have a problem yeah. with you talking to them and say, Hey, you know what? Here's the real, real. I left. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. But but understand that you're going to put yourself back in a situation where you're not 100% sure. It doesn't even sound like you're 50% sure if this is a long-term play for you. It feels like a it feels like the old school days when we played freeze tag. Did you ever play that silly game when you were a kid? Yeah. You remember the person who was it was closing in on you and your heart was yeah. racing and you're just running as fast as you can get to get back to base where you could rest, catch your breath and figure out your next step. This that's what this feels like. And but that's going to delay the inevitable. It's not freeze tag. This is your life. Yeah. Well, you can handle where you are a little bit longer, at least long enough to maybe find not home base and a place of safety, but a really healthy place where you can grow. And that's my challenge. I'm not saying, I'm not going to tell you that it's wrong to go back. It's your decision, but I don't like your motives right now. The only reason you're thinking about them is because of the whole freeze tag analogy and you're freaking out because you hate where you are. You need a paycheck and you're going, well, I thought the grass was greener. It's not. And by the way, you're part of 26% of Americans. Alex, here's one right here. We talked about this last week. 26% of Americans regret leaving their job. So if it is a good place to go back, go have a conversation with them and say, look, 
I'm willing to come back. I want to come back. If you'll have me, I just want to know that I'm having an opportunity eventually to grow. And I, I learned my lesson. I'll stick it out. If that's what you think is right for you. But if you're not 100% sure before you have that conversation with them, I start talking to some other people and see if there's an opportunity for growth there. That's what I want you to do. That's what I want you to do. And by the way, Jennifer, why not go to ZipRecruiter.com? I talk about them every day. Why not go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Ken? See what they got. They may not have those kind of gigs. I don't know. For the rest of you, if you're looking for something, you're freaking out, don't freak out. Sign up at ZipRecruiter.com. They're your recruiter. You get to live your life, do your thing. You don't have to stress out. They're out there recruiting for you. They'll send you opportunities to say, this company wants to interview you. The reason the company contacts you is because Zip is getting paid by them to filter talent. You don't pay a dime. ZipRecruiter.com slash Ken. ZipRecruiter.com slash Ken. Jennifer, don't you dare settle. Look before you leap. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.